what you want to ensure is that if you're going to exchange on the contract that the purchaser is bound to complete and the way you do that is by making sure that you've got everything in that contract that you need you're listening to australia's tax news podcast tax talks the podcast for australian tax professionals Welcome to episode 159 of Text Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. You would think that when a sales contract of a residential property gets signed, that this will force the purchaser to go through with the purchase or lose his or her deposit. But as you will see in this episode with Rani Gender of Turnbull Hill Lawyers in Newcastle, there is a huge back door for a buyer to get out of a signed contract in New South Wales. New South Wales, if you are selling a residential property, there is a requirement that you have a contract for sale of land before you market the property. It's different if it's a commercial property, but if you're selling a home or a house, you usually get a real estate agent and then um, as part of that, you get a solicitor to draw up a contract of sale of land. And there are rules and regulations about what has to be included in that contract. One of those regulations is what's called vendor disclosure documents. So there's certain, at the very minimum, what needs to be disclosed to a potential purchaser. And what there are rules about, you know, there's drainage diagrams, there's a title search, there's a bunch of documents that need to be included, depending on what you're selling, if it's a property or if it's a house, if it's a unit. But there are these uh, mandatory documents, which are called vendor disclosure documents. So the best thing to do is if you are selling your properties to make sure that your solicitor includes, well, you may not know what all the vendor disclosure documents are, but your solicitor should know. So you use someone with a good reputation who's going to put the contract together as it needs to be. Because the risk is if you, the steps to purchasing a property is someone, you know, often say you go through a real estate agent, you have an open house, someone will get the contract, they will offer you a purchase price, you will say yes. Then what happens is there's a legal exchange of contract. And the exchange of contracts means that your prima facie bound to sell and purchase that property respectively. So up until exchange, which is where the vendor, which is the seller, signs the contract and the purchaser signs the contract, they're then exchanged, which means that, and, and you check that they're, ex they're identical, they're exchanged, so the vendor will hold the contract signed by the purchaser and the purchaser will hold the vendor, so the contract signed by the vendor and the deposit is paid. And then for contract law, you've got the offer, you've got the acceptance, and you've got the consideration. And then the sometimes those exchanges can be if it's they, they can be a cooling off period. So there's five days where a purchaser can walk away for change of mind, or if they're very certain they want to purchase it, if we're acting for the vendor, we will ask for them to waive the right to a cooling off period. So contracts are exchanged say that they've waived their right to the cooling-off period or it's the cooling-off period has expired, they're then bound to purchase that property. And if they don't go ahead with the purchase, you can keep their deposit and possibly have rights under the contract. Now, what happened in a matter that we had was clients exchanged a contract without us being involved. So sometimes agents 
will exchange a contract, real estate agents. So they exchanged with the agent. It was about nine days after, which meant that the cooling off period had gone and they came to us and said, we've made a terrible mistake. We don't want to go ahead with the purchase. Is there anything that we can do? So the first thing we did was we looked through the contract and we noticed that they had failed to put in one of the required disclosure documents. So what we did was we instructed the other side, you failed to put in this required disclosure document, so our client is allowed to exit and we get to keep our deposit. So the client got to walk away from a quite an expensive property purchase, still got their 10% and didn't have to go ahead with the sale. Now, if we act, we make sure that all the vendor disclosure documents are there. So as long as you've got all your disclosure documents there, then it's about being having the right contract so that if you get a purchaser, because remember, each time you get a purchaser or a potential purchaser, you may then take that property off the market. So you may be losing either a better purchaser or someone who will come along and and be ready to go. So what you want to ensure is that if you're going to exchange on the contract, that the purchaser is bound to complete. And the way you do that is by making sure that you've got everything in that contract that you need. Hmm. This is only an issue in a weak market, isn't it? Because when the market is rising basically week by week, it's a lot less likely that a purchaser would want to get out of the contract. But when it's a really weak market, there's a much higher risk that a purchaser might want to get out of a contract and hence sellers selling into a weak market then hence, therefore, would need to be a lot more careful and would need to involve a solicitor to make sure that the paperwork is 100% watertight and doesn't leave any door open for a purchaser to walk. Well, that's true to an extent. But even if the market is, is going well, you know, a purchaser may see if the market's booming and everyone's exchanging very quickly, a purchaser may see a property and think on this Saturday, oh, yep, I'm going to buy that. And then during the week, a better, you know, and then the following weekend, a better property comes up and they think, oh, actually, I've changed my mind. So it's really trying to prevent people from being able to exit just for changing their mind. The other factor, particularly at the moment, is we've had a Royal Banking Commission. So it's getting quite difficult for people to get finance. So they may have what's called a pre-approval. So they go along and say, yes, I can buy this property. Then the bank comes and does evaluation and says, no, sorry, the market's down. The property's not worth what you think it is. And they can't get the money. And if they can't get the money, then they've lost their deposit and are looking to get, you know, potentially sued for the balance of it. So there's lots of reasons people try and to exit a purchase. Obviously, as a vendor, you put a lot of money and effort into the sale. and But I, I think, Heidi, you are correct that at the moment we've it's a little bit in, different to depending on what suburb and what um, city you're in, but you've got a lot of uh, properties that have been put on the market and then are just sitting there and you've got a lot of picky purchases and if they think that they can get a better deal down the road and that but they've already signed up to yours, they're going to start looking for exits. And the disclosure statement, the vendor disclosure statement is such an easy way to exit. Um, it doesn't, I mean, 
the majority of the time the documents are correct. But if if you have a solicitor that's rushing or a conveyancer that isn't overly experienced and they don't put everything in, you know, there's no defence to it. It's not where you can say, well, 99% of it was fine, so surely it still holds. It's, it's a very quick, effective way of walking away. Welcome back. So when you sell a residential property in New South Wales, make sure the vendor statement is watertight and nothing. No matter how small and insignificant, nothing is missing. In the next episode, episode 160, Rani Gander will talk about the responsibilities of SMSF trustees. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.